Hey everybody, Danny Jones, Singing News Magazine. Welcome to today's episode of Danny's Diary, the podcast powered by Singing News Magazine. My guest today is a friend of mine from the state of Oklahoma, Ricky Caps of Master's Voice. How are things in Oklahoma today, Ricky? Man, it is hot, muggy, but it, man, it, it's good to be out. Yeah, it's a typical day in, in the summer of Oklahoma. That's right. Yeah. Now, you you grew up in Oklahoma, didn't you? I did, yes, sir. And uh, and you're living in the town of Bristow now, which is uh, near Tulsa. Is that your hometown? It is. I, I graduated from there, uh, was raised there, and uh, and moved back there after college. So, yeah. So, what brought Ricky Caps to the gospel music table? What uh, what gave you that desire to sing this music? Man, I wish I could tell you. I, if I could go back. I wish that I would have been exposed to Southern gospel as a child, but I wasn't. Uh, I was maybe 17 years old the first time I heard Southern gospel music. And literally about five seconds in, I was, I was hooked. It didn't take long for me. Uh, the first song I ever heard was Gold City singing uh, John Saul on the classics. And, I just, man, I fell in love with it. And this is before Master's Voice was even a thought. And uh, man, a few months later, the pastor our home, our, our, at our home church, uh, me and some of my friends and family were sitting on the, the steps of the, the stage, and we were probably in trouble. Uh, I had never sung in my life, and he told He said, you kids are going to sing a song tonight. And man, we were terrified. Uh, at least I was. I'd never sang in my life. So uh, we practiced, and that evening we sang Crimson River by the Cathedral Quartet. And, Danny, it was probably horrible, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but because it was the home kids, man, our home church loved it. So we sang the next week, then the next week. About a month later, a church uh, about 15 miles away asked us to sing at their fifth Sunday sing. And uh, – we said, man, if we're going to go sing in another church, we got to get a name. Uh, and we came up with Master's Voice, and that was 24 years ago. Uh, yeah. It'll be 25 years in December. So, you know, my, my start in Southern, Southern Gospel was probably inauspicious a little bit. It, it wasn't a, a deliberate thing. I wasn't raised on it. But, man, fell in love with it and have just been a, a fan ever since. And uh... – Today's Master's Voice has a little bit of a different configuration of the first grouping of Master's Voice. So why don't you share with everyone uh, about the guys who travel with you? Well, the, I am, to be honest with you, of the five that started Master's Voice in 1995, everyone will tell you that I was the least likeliest one to still continue to do it. Uh, but here I am 24 years later, and the, I'm not disappointed about that at all. Uh, the one with the longest tenure, other than myself, is our piano player, uh, who's also, he was born and raised in Bristow. His name is Theron Perry. He is 24 years old. He started right after his 17th birthday. He can literally just play everything. And he's a, a wonderful young man, loves the Lord, has a wonderful wife. and We're glad that he's here. Um, the next guy, his name is Jerry Pilgrim. He's our bass singer. Master's Voice was a trio for a long, long time. And that was not because we didn't want to be a quartet. It's because we did not 
know a bass singer that we deemed good enough uh, that was going to be in, you know, could be in Oklahoma. And uh, five and a half years ago, uh, I talked with Jerry. Of course, I've known Jerry for a little over 20 years. And uh, we met at Eskimo Joe's in uh, Stillwater. And about three or four minutes into the conversation, before we even got our food, we had already decided that we're going to do this together. So he's been with us five and a half years. Uh, our sound guy actually joined us uh, six months after that. His name is Chuck Howe. So he's been with us uh, about five years. Uh, and then our, uh, my lead singer, his name is TJ Evans from South Carolina. He joined us. Uh, it was four years ago in June. And the newest member of Master's Voice is David Felinas. Uh, he's from Cincinnati, Ohio. He's been with us about two years. So that makes up the group. You alluded to something when you were talking about Jerry uh, and what, what you were aiming for is since you're in the middle of Oklahoma, almost literally in the middle of Oklahoma, not that far yes, from here, uh, it's a little bit more difficult to assemble a group because, um, number one, you're, you're set apart geographically from most of the southern gospel world, which is in the, the southeastern part of the country. Right. And a lot of times the people who have experience in gospel music, for them uh, to be a part of Master's Voice or any group that's based out there, that would involve a move halfway across the country. Yes. And uh, so that is just one of the challenges that you have as owning and managing a group that is not located in the Southeast. What, what else fits under that category? Well, like you said, most everyone that works here other than Theron has quit their job, sold their house, and moved to Oklahoma. So that, that is a challenge. And even if it weren't, you know this, it's a very short list of people who are talented enough, who also love the Lord, who want to travel and feels called to do this because it comes out of sacrifice. So that's already a short list. Then you put on top of that uh, living in Oklahoma. Oklahoma's not exactly a big tourist state. <laughs> so uh, uh, it definitely has to be a calling to come here. I'd say the other challenges are, uh, I mean, if you're talking about industry stuff, I mean, Master's Voice, like we'll start our 25th year in September, or excuse me, in December. And, uh, Still, there are the majority, I would say, of people in Southern gospel industry who are fans of this music anywhere east of the Mississippi, we're strangers to them. And that can be a challenge, especially when we go out east. Now, out west, man, we have a great following and do quite well. Uh, and, and let me drop a line. Uh, the success that we've had out east, to be honest with you, would not have happened uh, without Danny Jones kind of being uh, in our in our corner believing in us and praying for us and and uh when he gets the chance uh lying to people and telling them how good we are so wow you like that? Ricky, I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, that that was started as a compliment and it turned south there at the end <laughs> see folks now you understand why i am one of the people in the ministry who is rapidly losing the hair okay it's people just like the one on the screen with me right here Wow. Do not blame Southern Gospel for that. That is No, I wasn't heavy, blaming Southern heavy Gospel. Dose of genetics, I was blaming man. you. Oh, me. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, there, there is sounds, but I, let me, here's the advantage. The, the, the Southern Gospel artist friends that we know, they're trying to move or they're trying to tour farther west. 
Midwest and out west, uh, which is our hub. So I feel like there's also an advantage in some untapped markets where we're at, uh, whereas it's probably a little more uh, congested uh, and saturated out east. So, you know, this is the, I was raised where you bloom where you're planted. So that's kind of where we're at right now. So on a, on a day when you're not managing master's voice and, and irritating other people in gospel music, much like myself, yeah. Yeah, uh, sir. what, what do you, what, what does Ricky Capps say uh, would be on the list of his hobbies? Man, I, if, in fact, I think it's in the Bible in second opinions, chapter three, I think golf is going to be in heaven. I would golf every day if I could. If I'm not golfing, then I'm, if I'm not on stage with Master's Voice or on the bus, I'm either trying to book a concert. And if I'm not doing any of those things, then you will find me playing hide and seek with uh, my, my, my uh, children and, uh, and playing outside. We have a pool and uh, they're, they're girls. Uh, so that means that there is, there is some dress up involved when you have girls so we won't go into that but uh pretty much <laughs> pretty much anything that they want to do that's what i do and i think it's very i think it's really cool that uh you enjoy the game of golf especially considering you're barely taller than a golf club <laughs> wow if there was ever an example of the uh, pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually a little bit taller. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, but you're older, which means, you, you know, you start to shrink the older you get. So, wow. Okay. Well, I see how this episode of Danny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey y'all, this ain't making the episode. This is going to get edited out. <laughs> no, no, no. It's staying in. It's It'll be easier to, to show this at the trial later on. But the, <laughs> the reason why golf probably I gravitated towards is you, you see my physique. It's not meant for football, baseball, not basketball. So really it was golf or tetherball. Yeah. So, uh, and that's why you, that's why you play golf. When you, when you go play, what, what, what's your average, uh, uh I can actually, I can actually play. I'm probably about a six, five. I used to be a lot better, but I'm probably between a five and a seven handicap. I'm, I was, I'm pretty good. I, I, you know, if you play it enough, you ought to be good at it. So. Okay. Well, then, uh, for all the golfing enthusiasts out there, what's the best, uh, let me rephrase that. Which golf course? have you enjoyed playing the most? Wow. Well, my hometown of Bristow uh, is a very difficult golf course. It's a Lynx course. Uh, if, you, if you're right-handed and you don't play a draw, you're going to have a challenge. But I would say the nicest course that I've played is uh, Carson Creek in Stillwater. And when my air is, we all right, got a phone call. Yeah. Carson Creek in Stillwater, I would say, is probably my favorite one. It, it's a very nice, and uh, for those that, that don't get to play a very nice course, um, if the course is in great shape, it's easier to shoot well. So. So you're always looking for one that's in great shape. Well, we, help you we, we typically try to look for one that uh, you get that we can play for cheap. <laughs> okay. now the yeah, yeah, you know, 
<laughs> there's always that. So, well, not too long ago, a couple of years ago, you you developed a relationship with one of uh, gospel music's leading record companies, and that's Crossroads, uh, the sp yeah. specifically the Sunlight label. And that's been a that's been a good uh, union. And uh, of course, along the way, you've uh, you've gotten to spend some time with some very talented people, uh, like Jeff Collins, uh, yeah. who's uh, who has taken a real interest in what you guys do, and he's offered some just some suggestions. Who else along the way uh, can you say has has really influenced and, and uh, helped Master's Voice? Man, gosh, that's a great question. Uh, let me start with just since you brought up Crossroads. Not only is Jeff Collins just an incredible producer, uh, uh, I, I would count him as a friend. He's a, always there to encourage me and. Uh, pull out the best in us, I believe. So it's been a huge step for Masters Voice to be with a team like that. Of course, we wouldn't be with Crossroads if Chris White didn't take an interest in us. He's the one that signed us. He's the one that, that uh, pursued it. And, uh, man, uh, my prom I remember when we signed, I told him I'm not going to let him down. And so we have a lot of respect for Chris. And Greg Bentley's been great for us. Jim Stover, our radio promoter, he's there's not anyone better in the industry than him. So – our Crossroads family, we're very protective of them and very loyal to them, and uh, we care about them a lot. Uh, the other people uh, that have made a big difference, and, uh, man, see, I'm Danny, I'm still a fan. I still get starstruck at Cortec Convention. You know, uh, so to say that these people have helped Master's Voice, it's almost a surreal type of a conversation. I would say that someone that uh, – even early on, 20 years ago, uh, took us aside and at the Cortec Convention. This is when it was in Louisville. Uh, man, uh, bought me a drink, uh, bought me a Coke there at the exhibit hall and, and talked to me and tried to encourage me and tell me some do's and don'ts, and that was Mark Trammell. Uh, if anyone ever wonders if the people that you see on stage is the real deal, uh, I can tell you that Mark Trammell has – been given a lot of opportunities to show another side and really he doesn't get anything out of helping me but he certainly has done that Gerald Wolf has been very kind to us uh Karen Peck I have so many stories probably none that uh her lawyer would want me to share on, on a broadcast like this about how much she has made me laugh her and her wonderful husband Ricky but uh, they've been very kind to me uh someone that honestly, in the last, I'd say, three or four years, has taken a, a more of an interest in Master's Voice is Michael Booth. Uh, if there was ever an example of someone that literally did not need to encourage uh, a no-name group out of Oklahoma, it would be Michael Booth. Uh, the Booth brothers have been overwhelmingly kind and, uh, man, to, to, to say that I would count him as a friend is really just an honor, but uh, Michael is the same off stage as he is on stage. He's witty. He's quick. He's very kind. And I would say he's very consistent. And I, I, I brought you up earlier, but Danny, I, I want you to know, I mean, I, I, uh, I endorse you every chance I get. Uh, I think that it would be uh, impossible to talk about Southern gospel music in the last 25 years without having a heavy dose of Danny Jones. And, uh, I appreciate what you've done for our group. I can tell you that our group would not have ever been east of the Mississippi on any stage whatsoever had it not been with your help and your uh, uh, your kindness. 
And uh, you, you've meant a lot to Master's Voice, and people don't know that because most of the time it's behind the scenes. And that's why I appreciate it so much. I was always raised, I was taught this, that if, if someone's kind gesture has to be broadcast for everyone, you got to watch out for those people. But for the people that do it and no one ever knows except the, you and that other person, man, th those, are, those, are, those are rare. So uh, I'd say that you had a, a big impact on what we do. Um, Very kind. And I could go, I could go on. Honestly, there's been so, so Danny Riley. Uh, I, I remember him uh, from Steve Hurst School of Music. I mean, before he was, uh, before he took, uh, was singing full time there with Gold City. Danny Riley's been a good, a good friend of mine, a good pal of mine. So, man, there's a list, and I, I would, I would literally, uh, it would be impossible to, to name them all. But there's been several that have encouraged us. That, to be honest with you, there's some that have chastised us out of love, cr constructively told us don't do that <laughs> and and that's been as helpful as anything else so well you know uh, it, it, like you mentioned there's been a lot of people who who uh, offered their uh, advice and and uh, help along the way and that's true throughout southern gospel music it, it's for all the for all the the sentiment you could throw at this it, I mean, it truly is one family it really is it is it is, and, uh, you know, it's just like any other family. There are good days, there are bad days, and all that. But when it, at the end of the day, they stick together and are pulling for each other to 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 make it. Now, one thing a lot of people may not realize about Ricky Caps, but hopefully, it has already shown in the few minutes we've been together today. He likes to laugh. He loves to have fun. He is well. Let's put it this way: if gospel music had a Dennis the Menace. <laughs> it would be this one. I like it. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, the, the, the interesting thing about this is even though Ricky is uh, guilty of creating interesting moments for people in his practice, <laughs> Ricky can wander into a situation quicker than anybody else I have ever made in my life. For example, there was the day he got a phone call and uh, on the other end was Michael English. And I'll let Ricky tell that story I, right there. I, I'm actually shocked that a man with your diplomacy would bring up a story like that. Here, here's the story. First of all, big Michael English fan. I mean, uh, I remember the first time I saw him at the Quartet Convention, I did not know that he was a giant human being, all right? And me, I'm minuscule. So uh, it, when I shook his hand. It's a true Mutt and Jeff situation. It really is. When I shook his hand, it was like, you know, feeding a whale a Tic Tac. It's just, his hand is enveloped, you know? So I was a big Michael English, English fan, like everyone else that probably grew up in the 90s. Man, the Gaither Vocal Band was it. And Michael English was a big part of that. And I had a friend, a pastor friend in Nashville. And when he called me, I don't know why, but I never saved his number to my phone. But I didn't know at the time very many people from Nashville. So anytime I saw a 615 number, I knew it was him. And anytime he answered the phone, he would be someone famous. He's been Bill Gaither. He's been, you know, anyone who's anyone that's in Nashville 
he's been. He's been George Jones. He's been George, all those people, okay? So anytime I answer the phone and he says, yeah, this is, this is Bill Gaither, I would always, oh, Bill, good to see you. And that was it. Well, one day I got a, a phone call, the 615 number. I was convinced it was him. I picked up the phone. I said, hello. And he said, is this Ricky Caps? I said, it is. He says, this is Michael English. And then if I could go back and beg God for the rapture to take place right at that moment, and I would spare myself that moment, that's what I would do. He said it was Michael English, and me, thinking that it was my friend, said, what is, oh gosh, what is a talentless man like yourself doing calling a man like me? And he says, excuse me? And I said, you heard me. You could have at least said you were someone talented like David Phelps or Guy Penrod. Oh, gosh. And then he cleared his throat and he went, uh-huh. And right when he did that, I kind of had that moment, that out-of-body experience that kind of, maybe it was the Holy Spirit. I, the Holy Spirit tapped me on the shoulder, I believe, and said, you are an idiot. <laughs> and I said, is this really Michael English? He said, yes, sir. And I tried to explain him to him the situation why I would never, ever insult a man that I looked up to, that I idolized, and that was so much larger than <laughs> And uh, I don't know if he was convinced <laughs> about that story. But uh, anyways. That's my Michael English story. Thank you for bringing that up, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. But you're welcome. I, you know, it, it's always important to, <laughs> to include things that most people wouldn't know about. But uh, yes, mm. believe it or not, there is a serious side to Ricky Caps. It doesn't show up very much, but when it does, it's usually because he's able to participate in one of his true loves, and that is just flat out ministering to people, uh, even though he, he's, he's fully crazy and probably should be, <laughs> should be examined by professionals. Uh, he's very, yeah, serious. I, can't, I can't afford it. Yeah. He's very serious about ministry and that's something that master's voice does. Uh, of course they, they sing concerts like most every group does, but at the same time, they're very involved in a lot of evangelistic crusades. Yeah. Uh, special revivals, a lot of different things. Uh, Ricky, kind of elaborate on that. Uh, I would say uh, every year we do at least about 16 revivals and several pastors conferences and camp meetings a year. Uh, the Lord's called me to preach, and uh, that's a, a a passion of mine. Uh, singing is great. I think the word is presented through music. But nothing will ever take the, the place of preaching of God's word. The Bible says it's through the foolishness of preaching that men are saved. And God did something in me when I was 22 years old. See, uh, I got saved while in ministry. I got saved at a revival meeting that I was the evangelist uh, because I had religion up to my eyes, you know, but I just didn't know him. I had what we call this disease, this epidemic called churchianity. Uh, the Bible says it's when someone has a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. And that was me. I was a good religious church attending moral boy. 
I just didn't know the Lord. So when God saved me, man, it changed the, the, the course of the, the master's voice was on. Uh, we became uh, a much more evangelistic ministry at that point. And really, we love going to places that are unchurched. But Danny, specifically in the last 20 years, our ministry has been evangelizing the church. Uh, we believe even what the great late Billy Graham said, which is upwards of 80% of the church folks are lost. He went on to say that the biggest mission field on the planet is on the church rolls of America. And we believe that people unaware of their lost state. So that's really where, where our passion lies. Uh, we do a lot of uh, uh, concerts and a lot of festivals and everything, but uh, our bread and butter and our heart is in those revivals and in those conferences where we can go and invest in those churches and, and really see God do some things. In a concert, even if it's a two, three-hour concert, uh, man, you, God can use that too. Now, we're evangelistic in those as well. But when you can go spend a few days with some churches, uh, man, it seems like you get to invest more in their life. So that's really a big part of what we do. Uh, a lot of groups don't do that. That's not necessarily their calling. That's, that's not because I've figured anything out. That's just what God's called us to. So, so now that the group has been off the road due to the uh, pandemic for a little while, how have you occupied your time knowing that you're not really able to go out and sing? You're not really able to go out and do a crusade. You're, you're basically stuck in place. What, what, to, what are you doing during this time to get ready for the day when we can go back out? Well, uh, the, all of my guys, we've challenged each other to not be convenient, cheap Christians. What I mean by that is if all of our ministry is done on stage, man, that's a, that's a cheap Christian right there. That is cheap Christianity. So I, we challenge each other. Hey, listen, if we're evangelists, then that means that we are an, an evangelist, whether we're at Walmart or on stage or on the bus somewhere. So uh, we've been sharing our faith just on an individual basis, I would say. Um, other than that, uh, the ministry stuff aside, um, I've spent more time with my children in the last three months than I've spent probably in their entire lives combined. And that's been very good. Uh, it's it's been fun for them, but it's been very good for me and my heart. I've done every honeydew uh, that I've ever thought about doing. Uh, I have the nicest yard I've ever had in my life because I've been yeah, able to. Stop right, you know, right there, as a matter of fact. Every time I talk to Ricky or get a text from Ricky, he's always been somewhere to get flowers, potting soil, or landscape timbers. Every yes. time. The man must have a palace in Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yes. Man, we, do, we, we do have a couple acres. And right. can I tell you, I did not think I was going to be that guy that took a yard serious. But I've got some neighbors that are very, they have a very nice lawn. And I'm just a little competitive. I'm like, no, I, I can do that. I can do that. So if you're in an airplane by chance and you happen to be flying over the state of Oklahoma, and you look out your window and you happen to see this excessively green patch, it's probably his yard. Just, just That's like, right. Wave at me. That's right. <laughs> he'll, he'll be the little guy out there looking like he's landscaping. <laughs> That's it. So, so but, but, but now that you, you know, you, like you said, you, you, your daughters are the apples of your eye. And uh, you've been able to spend a lot of time with, with them. And uh, are, are they ready for daddy to get back out on the road? <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, 
I, I think that it'll probably be a hard transition for them again once things are in full swing and we're out again. Uh, because, uh, you know, like you said, I like to have a, a good time. So, that I mean, we we laugh a lot, and there, there's a they're crazy. Uh, so, uh, the, they probably are. They wouldn't say that to me, but I think that if they were going to be completely honest, they would probably say, "Man, Dad, it's so good to have you home." So much. So when do you go sing again? <laughs> right. Anyway, hey, uh, we, before we sign off here, we we got to ask a couple of the typical questions okay. that everyone is asked. Okay. Now, this is just routine filler stuff that okay. people always like to know. What's your favorite ice cream? Uh, Rocky Road. Favorite sport? Football. This is coming from the man who likes to play golf every day. Keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. In, in my mind, I'm a football player, but yeah, it's sort of uh, you think you're a quarterback, but you're actually the water boy, right? Yes, okay, absolutely. <laughs> All right, your dream car a 66 fastback Mustang, metallic mint green, hard top convertible. You have thought about this before, haven't you? That, that's not the first time I've thought about that. You're right. <laughs> if you were not living in Oklahoma, where would you like to live? Danny Jones' basement. <laughs> I don't know. Man, I, you know, honestly, can I tell you, uh, there's a couple places. I would say I love Colorado. Uh, the people are a little different. They're a little bit more reserved. I think that they probably would not like some of my personality as much uh, a place that we've gotten to know a little bit better since we've been on crossroads is North Carolina. I think that there's places in North Carolina that are just gorgeous. So I'd say either North Carolina or, you know, I, I like Southern Georgia. Okay. All right. So that, that's, that's pretty good. So before we sign off today, anything you would like to say to the folks and uh, tell them where they can find more, uh, where they can learn more about master's voice. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, uh, Master's Voice. I, on Instagram, it's Master's Voice OK. Everything else is just Master's Voice. Our website is mastersvoice.com. Um, we're trying to get farther east as much as we can. We will be at the Quartet Convention this year, so that'll be fun. Uh, man, we're not hard to find. All right. And, uh, folks, if you're really interested in finding out uh, more about Ricky Caps and Master's Force, let me know. I'll give you Ricky's cell phone number. How about <laughs> Yes. That? <laughs> Please do that. <laughs> hey, our guest today, Ricky Caps from Master's Voice. Ricky, thanks for being on the podcast today. And uh, we look forward to seeing you at a concert soon. Love you, Danny. Thanks, sir.